Well, good morning, my brothers and sisters. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. If you don't mind, in the spirit of the gospel that we just heard about rest, I'm going to kind of take it slow. All right? I'm just going to take it slow. You might think to yourself, oh my gosh, for, for, for crying out loud, you, you sometimes preach for 15 minutes to begin with. What's going to happen today? No, no, I won't go long, but I'm just going to go slow, all right? So speaking of rest, very important Thanksgiving that we understand this is a, a civil holiday that was dedicated to the Lord in the spirit of religious holidays, which really is a spirit of rest. And we've always understood this, and we're, we're losing sight of this in the last few years, in the last few generations maybe, or last generation or so. It's very important. Our religious holidays are moments and opportunities for rest. Very, very important. You know, I, I hear, it was a few years ago, that um, there wasn't enough time already on Black Friday to do shopping, so they decided to start to dig into Thanksgiving itself. So we're going to start opening our stores now at 6 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day, 5 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. Okay, not enough time to shop, right, on, on Black Friday. <laughs> so we're going to dig into, into Thanksgiving itself. So um, the good news, though, is there's been, from what I hear, I'm just reading some articles in the news, you know, the good news is that there's been a little bit of pushback, not a lot, but a little bit of pushback on the part of, uh, the, the consumer market saying, you know what, we actually don't appreciate that you're open on Thanksgiving, so we're not going to actually patronize you specifically for that reason. And so that's actually caused some stores to pull back and actually close on Thanksgiving. So a good a shout out to Aldi's, from what I understand, Aldi's is closed completely, 24 hours all day on Thanksgiving. Good for them, right? Now, you might say, okay, Home Depot as well, it's closed, all right? Now, you might say, well, they don't really have anything to lose, right? You know what I mean? There's not a huge amount of competition on Black Friday at Aldi's, I don't think, right? I could be wrong, I don't know, all right? But department stores, two department stores I know of that are closed all day Thanksgiving is Marshall's, okay, and TJ Maxx. Good for them, Right? May God bless their business, okay? Also, from what I hear, it's great. Um, there are certain states that have laws against having anything open on Thanksgiving Day, okay? So Maine, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island, they have laws. You can't have a store, department store at least, open on Thanksgiving Day. God bless them. That's wonderful. It's very important for us, my brothers and sisters, to reclaim our tradition as our really Judeo-Christian tradition of resting on sacred days, okay? And the deeper truth to all of this is, first of all, we do need to rest with our bodies, okay? We need to rest with our minds, so there is this kind of a physical and psychological downtime that we, as embodied creatures, need, but the deeper message is that it's a time that we give to God because all the rest of our time is dedicated to earthly material things and all our energies are focused on those things, okay? And so the Sabbath rest and the rest of the holiday 
is an opportunity for us to take our energies and actually elevate them, lift them up, and point them towards God. That's what it's all about. And we need time to do that. Okay? It's not enough to say one quick prayer and then, you know, do your business for the rest of the day. You need time. And you need to give God quality time and a good amount of it. Okay? And so that's why it's so important to rest on days like this. And it's an opportunity as well to build communion with God and with one another in God. And that takes time as well. And of course we know how important family is on holidays, to invest in our families, to take time, to take the phones. Okay, so if, if we're on Thanksgiving gatherings today with our families and you see any youngsters on a phone, slap them around. Tell them that your priest gave you permission to slap them around, okay? Put the phones away and be present. Be present to your relatives because they might actually have something to give to you in that presence, in that communion, okay? Some wisdom, some strength, some spiritual goods that maybe are not quantifiable, but they're goods, and they're all the more valuable for it. You know, I uh, just recently, my attention was drawn to a, a, a book that I'm probably going to listen to, an audio book, is by, uh, in, the, in our uh, evangelical brothers and sisters, they have this kind of sort of convention that's been built up over the past 30 years or so. They call them megachurches. Okay, so you got these churches uh, that the evangelicals do, and they, they it's like where thousands of people will come, okay? And it's uh, very organized and kind of commercialized, okay? Kind of commercialized, but it's a very kind of high-power, business-oriented, business-driven sort of Christianity that they do, okay? And there's this one pastor, his name is uh, John Mark Comer is his name, and he wrote a book recently, and the book is called The uh, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And it was a book that was inspired by a, a, a personal crisis of his. He was a pastor at one of these mega churches, and it, it, it was burning them out. Okay? They had six services on Sunday. Now, I don't have six services. I do have six churches. But I don't, I don't have six services on Sunday. So I can only imagine what this guy was going through just on Sundays, okay? And he was coming to his wit's end and he was really ready to go through like a, a, a mental breakdown because it was so much hurried, fast paced. And so eventually he just, he took a job in a small, little, tiny church in the city and he's happy. <laughs> and he wrote, a book about it, okay? And how in he and his family, he instituted the time-honored Judeo-Christian tradition of the Sabbath. The Sabbath. Taking one day a week. Okay, for him it was, he chose Saturday. Okay? For normally it would be Sunday for us as Christians. We would take Sunday and make it our Sabbath. And here's some quotes from a book, from his book here. He says, he's talking a little bit about technology and all the phones, things. You know, kids are having problems now with their necks. You know, I read this. They're having problems with their necks because <laughs> they're, they're looking at their phones so much. It's actually having uh, ramifications for children's necks. <laughs> okay, so he says, there's more at stake with technology than our attention spans because what you give your attention to is the person you become. Isn't that interesting? What you give your attention to is the person you become. Put it another way. The mind 
is the portal to the soul. And what you fill your mind with will shape the very trajectory, the direction of your very personhood and your character and your life. In the end, your life is the sum of what you gave your attention to. And so if we're always hurried and we're our attention is always focused on the million little business things that we've got to do, okay, and click this button and check that email and, oh my gosh, my phone's ringing, I better get it, and all of these things, your very person will become divided into all of these little trivialities, and you'll never really amount to anything in the perspective of eternity. But if we give our attention to God, we become great like God. If we give our attention to Jesus, we'll become like him. And if we give our attention to one another, we'll grow in love. So, my brothers and sisters, as we know, at the end of the day, you know what really matters is not the bottom line, it's not the money, it's not any of those things. It is the, the human person and the persons of the Blessed Trinity and the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's really what matters, is we, as Christians, are people all about people. And that takes time to invest and to build those sorts of relationships. And so we need to rest. And we thank God today as a nation. We're so, we're so grateful to the Lord as Americans for all the things that we've received. All the things that we've received that we didn't work for. Maybe that our ancestors worked for. Okay? Uh, all the things that we've received that we didn't work for that just God has given to us through his bounty and his providence. And it's a wonderful day today as a nation, okay? Not as separate individuals scattered, running here and there in great hurry, but as a nation we rest and we give thanks to God. We take our energy, we lift it up, and we direct it to the Lord with the faith and the hope and the knowledge that that's who we're going to become. We're going to become good and great like God Almighty. We're going to become like Jesus, our Lord, whom we emulate. We do that today uh, with one another here, beginning the day with worship, and we're going to continue it throughout the day. So God bless you all. Please enjoy your restful time with family and with friends, and remember the, the greatest rest is to rest in the Lord, and that's what we're doing today as we give thanks to him on this Thanksgiving day.